Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is a Tuesday, day two, Tuesday edition of Birds 365 here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. <clears throat> He's Mac, I'm Mac. That makes us Mac and Mac. Talking Eagles football. We do it day in and day out, Monday through Friday, here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And this is a good week because there's a lot to sink your teeth into. Free agent got its free agency got its uh, underway yesterday, J Mac. And you know, yesterday here before they actually could start with announcements, yours truly was looking for a splash move from the Philadelphia Eagles. And darn if we didn't get one. Yeah, we were talking about it. That was your guy, Asan Reddick, coming home. Uh, essentially going from North Broad Street back in the day to South Broad Street. But uh, with with the Temple Owl coming home, um, although <laughs> Temple plays at Lincoln Financial Field anyway. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a good signing for the Eagles. Um, you and I differed on the version of Splash. I don't know if it's a Splash, but it makes sense. I will say well, that. Well, hold on. Let me ask you a question. Um, I looked up just one off the top of my head. We, I worked for CBS Sports Radio. We got Jeff Curran who works for CBSSports.com. So I went to CBS Sports. They had him as the 13th ranked available free agent in this well, year's that, free agent. That, 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 like me, I said. That's a it, splash. Well, again, you know, was that pre-everybody getting locked up or post-everybody? Imagine post you know, where all the guys get franchised and, you know, the Mike Williams of the world, all the guys who are expected to be free agents. Um, You know, did Jeff Kerr put it together? Jeff's an Eagles guy. (laughs) Yeah, you're not a big fan, are you here? I don't know. No, and I'm going to tell you why. He hasn't taken a snap yet. You're already We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. One of my favorite things is, and first of all, two things. So people like I, I people think I like Jonathan Gannon, which I do on a personal level. Uh, this puts Jonathan Gannon on notice because this is a player gotten specifically for him uh, to play that Sam linebacker sort of hybrid edge rusher role. So that's you know one of my concerns is this is a unique player. We've talked about this in the past with with you know when we're talking about rookies and. Kyle Hamilton or Micah Parsons last year. And those guys, you know, those guys are top tier talents and all that kind of stuff, but you got to use them correctly. And one thing I know about the NFL, Jody, is in, in March, nobody, and I mean nobody, talks about the running game. They don't care about it. It doesn't exist to them. Uh, it doesn't matter, and I get it. I I get it. For for the most part, I'm on board with it. I think you, everybody knows what I think. You got to throw the football to win consistently. You got to get to the pass. I get it in a laboratory setting, and that's where we are. But 
you can't play him at defensive end at six foot one and two hundred thirty-seven pounds. Uh, so he's got to be that hybrid hybrid player. And I, I I will say, if they play him like they played Gennard Avery, well, that's not going to work because he's going to be dropping into coverage, and that's a waste of his talents. So this is on. This is on Jonathan Gannon. Right. Do you not have faith that Gannon will figure a way I don't know. to make him an integral part of the defense? I hope. That, I mean, they signed him to be that. I mean, I wrote and I said that's the plan. That's going to be the plan. He's going to have that Sam linebacker role on, on early downs, and he's going to be the, the other weak side rusher on pass rushing down. So this is going to be a full-time player, sort of a hybrid I don't want to see too much dropping into coverage. I, I don't want I don't want to see this guy is a this guy is a traditional pass rusher. This guy should be going straight ahead. I don't want to see, you know, when he was drafted 13 overall, by the way, he was drafted uh the same year Derek Barnett was drafted, one slot ahead of Derek Barnett. Um, when he was drafted by Arizona, his first three seasons, they played him at Sam Linebacker. And they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. And all of a sudden, they said, well, screw it. Let's let him go after the pass rusher in his final year, which turned out to be his fourth year. Remember, they could have had him for his fifth year. And he he goes out and gets, I think, 12 and a half sacks. And then he goes to Carolina back with Matt Rule, and he knows how to use him. Uh, and, and he gets 11 sacks. And, you know, that's what he does well. That's what you need. So I I like it. It makes sense, but I got to see it. I got to see these guys because anytime I see Debo Samuels, another one we brought uh, up on the offensive side of the ball. Oh, I want Debo Samuel. Yeah, well, you should want Kyle Shanahan because he's the one who uses Debo Samuel the way he uses him. So this this is on notice for for Jonathan Gannon. This is the type of player you wanted. This is the 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 weird position you want to unveil on the rest of the NFL. Well, there you go, buddy. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it, JG. Happy Happy Tuesday, SJG. Happy Tuesday. Now go use this guy because the worst thing in the world is if you're sticking a 237 pound guy at defensive end and say, "Oh, it's December. Go 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 hold up on the edge." Uh, I, you know. I, all I'm saying, Jody, all I'm saying is I, I, I'm a little bit more cautious than most. Right. Or I could use the word doubtful. You're using no, cautious. I, I don't, I I'm using doubtful. You're because a bigger Jonathan said, Gannon fan than I am, yet you're throwing it out there that you have your concerns about Jonathan Gannon when, when being able to figure out how to bet use him. You've heard me say it all the time. That's why I brought up the players. When there's unique players, and this is a unique player, you 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 have to use him correctly. And I hear coaches give the lip service all the time. And they, they verbalize what they need to do. But then when the bullets are flying, they can't do it. I heard it for years with Cordero Patterson. I hear it now with people talking about the kid from Arkansas, Traylon Burks. Oh, he's the next Debo Samuel. No, he's not. No, he's not. Because he can't go to Kyle Shanahan because he's he's not he, he's already got Debo Samuel. So until somebody else proves they can utilize a player like that, I have a tough time believing it. There you go. Here's the reason why I wanted Hassan Reddick. Shoot, 
before there was a Birds 365 last year leading into free agency. Yours truly was singing the praises of Hassan Reddick. I didn't want to stop over in uh, Carolina for a year for Hassan Reddick. I wanted him back here in Philadelphia last year. He chose a one-year deal to go play for his former coach, and guess what? He went and proved it again for a year in Carolina. So I've been on this guy's bandwagon for a while. Here's why I'm even more impressed this year than last year. As you just stated, he's kind of a unique player. He's a little undersized for defensive tackle. He's not the the guy who you want covering linebackers and or backs coming out of the back on an every down basis. I think he's capable of doing it. I just wouldn't call it a strong suit. His best attribute is straight ahead up the field, get to the quarterback as evidenced by his double-digit sacks the past two years, which, by the way, and you can draw your line in the sand anywhere. If you just tracked the last six games of 2020 and all of 2021, there are two, two players in the entire National Football League that have more sacks than Hassan Reddick, uh, J.J. White and Troy Hendrickson. That's it. He's number three from the last six weeks of the 2020 season to the end of this past season. Well, he's top five, and if you go all the way back to both seasons, he's top five over the past two years. You know, one of the things... I'm moving him up to number three. You got him at five, I got him at three. Same from the last six games. Well, one of the things, and I said that, you know, I know because I know people, they're going to pick out the negative. I also said he makes perfect sense for this team. Uh, he's he's a finisher, which I often talk about uh, uh, all the time. And the Eagles haven't had a finisher. You got to go back to Connor Barwin's 14 and a half sack season in, I don't know what, 2014, 2015, somewhere in that range. Um, the last time they had an edge rusher that had double-digit sacks, he's got double-digit sacks over the past two seasons in two different spots under two different coaches. Now one knows him very well, as you mentioned, and Arizona sort of misutilized him for three years and then said, Oh, screw it. We're going to let him just go straight ahead. Cause he's really athletic. Um, so you kind of see the dichotomy. That's all I'm saying. You saw in Arizona, he was, he was in Arizona for four years. Um, they utilized him improperly for three of the four years. And again, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option because of that, uh, because of the first three years. So you see the difference right there, Jody, of a coaching staff using a player incorrectly and a coaching staff using a player correctly. Now, the positive is Jonathan Gannon has already verbalized the way to do it. All I'm saying is I got to see it. That's all I'm saying. If, if, if he does it right, I think the Eagles got themselves a, a very good player. Here's here's why I'll give uh, the Eagles a little bit more credit uh, for what they just decided to do. It wasn't just one team. You mentioned Debo Samuel a couple of times, and you're right. He's a great example of, well, we know the 49ers figured out how to use Debo Samuel. We're not sure the next, te- the next team is going to go and do the same with a player that you want to try and comp to Debo Samuel. You got to do it first if it's never been done before. This kid's done it with two teams, not one. One team that didn't use him correctly for three and a half or four years, and one team that used him correctly 
And oh, by the way, if you do, oh, Matt Rule knows it. Well, Matt Rule's supposed to know how to use Robbie Anderson, too. And he went down to Carolina. He, he's not even close to the player that he was with the Jets. So just having had a kid on a collegiate level doesn't guarantee you get your hands on him as an NFL coach that you're going to get the absolute most out of him. He's done it in two different spots. That's why I'm betting on Jonathan Gannon being able to figure out a scheme, how to use him, get the most production out of him, be the finisher that you described him as. Yes, we've seen him now do it with two different teams. That means he's not, to me, just a one-trick pony. That they've uh, two different Look, defenses that figured out a way how to get the most out of this young man. All right, let me let me try it this way. Uh, I don't have any questions about this kid as a pass rusher. None. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to a former Eagle scout. He said what he does and what Gannon wants is you got to win quickly in the modern NFL. You think about Tom Brady getting the football out, you know, and immediately. Uh, so if, if, if you're on the defensive line, defensive end, defensive tackle, you got to win quickly. And he says he wins quickly. I have no doubt on him as a pass rusher. My concern is how much am I going to see this kid chasing a tight end down the seam or chasing a running back on a wheel route or, you know, as I said, playing five technique or four eye or some of the nonsense they do with the multiple fronts, more more likely nine or, or seven for Hassan Reddick. Hold up the edge. Hold up the edge. Because like I said, Jody, it's March. Nobody gives a shit about the running game in March. Nobody cares about it. Nobody's invested in it. And then all of a sudden you get to the playoffs and everybody's trying to trying to run the football. Uh, and hopefully the Eagles get to the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You know, uh, uh, great pass rusher. Great pass rusher. That's what the Eagles need. I hope that's what they got them for. But, you know, we've seen this position, okay, this Sam linebacker position. Now, he didn't have the talent. I'm the biggest JG guy in the world, right? He didn't have the talent. He's thrown out Jannard Avery and, and, and Patrick Johnson, who was a rookie seventh-round pick last year, uh, for a couple snaps. And, and, and don't forget the phenomenal defensive end we picked up from the, at the time, Washington football team, now commanders, uh, potentially playing same linebacker last year, which I thought of praises of the same. Well, Ryan Kerrigan, but Ryan Kerrigan's my point. He didn't play Sam linebacker. He probably should have, uh, but he didn't. Uh, he, he kept him at defensive end. He had him in those weird spots I was talking about. You know, sometimes five technique, like it's a three, four, um, you know, sometimes seven. Um, you know, out of position. And that's one of the reasons Ryan Kerrigan, you know, most of it, I'm not going to let Ryan Kerrigan off the hook. You know, there's not a lot, a lot of gas left in the tank. But I will say, if you go to the playoff game, it took him 17 sticking games, but he's pretty good against Tampa Bay for some reason. You know, when they just let him go after the the, the passer, um, it looked a little bit better. Now, I'm not, again. There you go. Then that's what you're looking for out of uh the signing they got yesterday. Plug him into Ryan Kerrigan's role of the No, pastor. no, 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 no. That is that is not what I'm saying, and people will misconstrue that. In fact, that is the worst thing in the world. If you got Ryan Kerrigan trying to play five technique, that is a disaster, as it showed to be a disaster. If you have Hassan Rennick playing five technique, 
Now, you can do it for a player, too. If you're trying to give a quarterback a quirky look, I'm not talking about you can never do it. I'm saying if there's significant snaps on him doing anything but stinking going after the passer, going after the passer, I'm going to have a problem with it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, what I'm trying to say is I think the kid is a natural talent. And, yes, if that means I'm putting my faith in Jonathan Gannon, I'm putting my faith in Jonathan yeah, Gannon. It's a 180. It's a 180. Jody Mack, all in on Jonathan Gannon. Johnny, well, I Johnny Mack. All, I was never all out either. I just wasn't as in as my partner, John McMullen. Well, I, I acknowledge that statistically the Eagles had a pretty damn good defensive year last year. Yes, There's a did. lot of metric you can use to measure the Eagles and what they did Especially for the talent level. That's, Especially that's for a the big talent. part of it. No kidding. And yeah, they needed to upgrade the talent. And guess what they did? And they certainly did that. They certainly upgraded the talent level. With the sign Reddick yesterday. So I thought it was a very good signing. All right. When we come back, uh, we need to talk about another position. And uh, I'm seeing that there another guy has come off the board that the Eagles may have, or at least yeah. should have yeah. had uh, some interest in. And that's the wide receiver position. Christian, holy mackerel. He blew everything up at wide receiver. What I the was, hell? I was a Christian Kirk fan. Hey, I hey. thought that the Eagles should be interested in him. At that money, no chance, no shot, no way, no how. It's like Tony Khan woke up from paying every wrestler in the world seven figures to say, hey, let's take some of this money and give it to Christian Kirk. Um, Now, I mean, good player. I think he would have been a great fit here. But that's a disaster. And what I say this all the time, Jody. Yeah, even J.C. Jackson, who signed in the with the Chargers, and I love what the Chargers are doing. Again, it's March. You know, they got the young quarterback. They're what everybody says they're going to do if they get the young quarterback, right? Then you could build up around them, and they go out and get Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. Um, I guarantee he fails, and 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 that's a city. That's a city, and by fail, I mean two yeah, years. I was going to say, you need to define failure. But... Two, two years and out or two years in massive restructure. I'm going to guarantee he might be a good player. Not, might be, he is a good player. I'm saying the expectations, even in a city where nobody cares about the Chargers, they don't care about the Super Bowl champions. Never mind the Chargers. They don't care. But because of his contract, you know, the national media, they're going to expect the greatest cornerback of all time. And he's not. He's really well, good He's not even a, uh, the greatest quarterback in the building. No. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey is, and Jalen Ramsey is making more. Now, he's right in the same neighborhood, maybe the same pew, but he's not sitting in the row in front of him. He's and, sitting and I, slightly I behind about, him. And Christian Kirk is a better example of this because J.C.'s a really good player. But even with J.C. Uh, Jackson, I mean, Christian Kirk, I mean, you're, you're paying him like he's a superstar receiver and the Eagles are probably like, oh, oh. I mean, in fact, I mean, I was texting with a couple of agents yesterday. They think the wide receiver market slowed because of that reason. You know, other agents are looking at their receivers and going, well, let's scale it on Christian. You can't do that because somebody else, everybody's looking at the Jaguars and going, what the hell? You know, they have you a can, ton of you money. Can, you can try. You might not be able to get it done. But yeah. if I'm an agent, that's exactly what I'm doing. Hey, my guy's as good as this guy. You got to pay me this guy's money. You can yeah. ask. You might not yeah. get it done. 
But yeah. there, there are wide receivers continuing to come off the board. All right. We got to get take our first break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the wide receiver position. And we'll see if John McMullen agrees with me. The whole conversation of Eagles not taking a wide receiver in the first round for the third consecutive year not happening. Oh, yeah, it might. If they don't come away with anything in free agency, we all know there's got to be an upgrade at wide receiver. How you going to do it if not through free agency? It may very well be the draft. We'll come back and talk about that next. Uh, Dave Zingau is going to join us as well from NBC Sports Philadelphia. We'll put it to him here on Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Appreciate you streaming on in here on Birds 365. Like, share, and subscribe while you're at it. And do so because we brought you a great guest. He jumps on with us uh, every couple of weeks. We always appreciate it when he does. You follow him on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Dave Zingaro jumps aboard with us here on uh, Birds 365. Uh, Dave, out of the gate, Philadelphia Eagles. Would you call Hassan Reddick a splash signing? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um He's been a really good player the last couple of years in the league. He's he's an explosive pass rusher. 
Um, whether they call him a linebacker or an edge rusher, whatever they want to call him, he's an explosive player. And he's the kind of explosive player the Eagles haven't really had in recent seasons. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a splash signing. And honestly, the money isn't astronomical. I, we saw some of the contracts yesterday, um, <laughs> and they were pretty wild. This is – it seems like a pretty good team-friendly deal until we get the details. And, and even then, I'm, I'm sure it'll still be really team-friendly. Yeah, I usually want to get the details. It'll become more team-friendly, Dave, so – um, not concerned about that part at all, but I am playing the bad cop here. Uh, Jody's the good cop today. So I look at Hassan Reddick, and I he's a very unique player. Um, six foot one, about 237, tweener, as you mentioned. Now, Jonathan Gannon has sort of talked about this type of player he's verbalized well this type of player i assume he's going to be sort of a hybrid sam linebacker edge rusher um but i look at how they used Gennard avery in limited uh situations last year i don't want him to use hassan reddick like that and then you know jody was bringing up ryan kerrigan playing out of position whether it's five technique at times I don't want him playing like that. Um, any concern about the fit in utilizing a unique player? This is a pass rusher. I don't want him chasing tight ends. I don't want to ch- him chasing running backs. I don't want him, hey, go hold up that edge and run support. Any any concerns there? Yeah, I mean, well, they have to use them correctly. Um yeah. And honestly, the, the beginning part of his career, he wasn't used correctly in Arizona. I mean, they drafted him as an off-ball linebacker, and it, it clearly wasn't his fit. And once they moved him to a role where he could rush the passer, it was much better, and he did that obviously really well in Carolina last year. Uh, I think enough of Jonathan Gannon that he won't use Hassan Reddick the same way he used Gennard Avery. I um, hope so. Yeah, you, you would think so. And uh, the shocking thing here is that they had Jannard Avery in that role last year. If this role is potentially this important in Gannon's defense, how in the world were they trying out Jannard Avery? Who wasn't point. bad last point. year, but yeah. uh, he certainly wasn't worthy of playing a ton. And uh, yeah, so it, it it's on Gannon now to really figure out how to use him. Um and I agree with you. I, I Look, at times, do you drop them in like a zone blitz type deal? Yeah, like, sure. sure. At, at times, at times. Yeah. You can do it with anyone. But I agree with you. He has to be a pass rusher predominantly. And I think he will be. I don't think you, you sign a guy like Reddick, who has 23 and a half sacks in the last two years and say, all right, go cover Dalton Schultz. Like that doesn't make sense to me. And I, I can't imagine that's what the Eagles are thinking. You're right, though. I mean, they have to figure out the correct way to use him, but I also don't think you sign him unless you have a pretty in-place plan about how that's going to go. Right, and I got no problems with uh, if Jonathan Gannon uses him the same way he used Jannard Avery last year. You know why? He's not Jannard Avery. <laughs> that's the key element here. Not necessarily, well, oh, how he's going to use him, how he's going to use him. <laughs> how about the talent of the player can make it work Whereas they tried to uh, get Gennard Avery to be able to do it. He's just incapable of doing it. So, yeah, I'm putting the a lot of The thing that annoys in, me, guys, is that 
um, they're, they're going to call him a linebacker. And Howie's just going to be like, look, I finally spent on yeah, a linebacker. Yeah, and we're yeah, like, no, right. Howie, yeah, that's not, yeah. this doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to try to put him in that, uh, in that box. And we didn't yeah. let him do it when they drafted Marcus Smith because, no, he wasn't a linebacker. And I'm going to take a stand here with Howie, too, that, no, this does, this does yeah, not this count. This does not when you, count. Yeah. When you try that's to why say you have to say you said it right, Dave. Off-ball linebacker. Off-ball, yeah, Howie. Exactly. That's what we're talking about. But, you know, I we had Rob Bonney on yesterday, Dave, and he mentioned, you know, if the Eagles were going to make a splash – it, it might be an edge rusher. And there was a lot of whispers about Chandler Jones, and that would probably cost far more money, and he's older. And That's not sort of the Eagles' mentality in free agency to go after those older players. But it did turn out to be edge rusher more than safety, wide receiver. Um, I'm kind of kicking myself for thinking it would be safety. Uh, in hindsight, this is sort of like the Eagles ethos. Let's go at a position we we value. And as you mentioned, you can call it linebacker, but it's edge rusher. Yeah, and look, we'll see what they do at safety. I think there's still a chance. Some of the guys are are gone. Um, Justin Reed was the one I really had yeah, my eye on. Him. He's, off yeah. the, he's off the market. You're right, John. I, but the thing I looked at was like this draft is a really good opportunity so to get nice. an edge player. Yeah. So you can get him for cheaper. But then you look at the Reddick deal. I mean, it's cheap enough that it could have changed their minds about how they were going to handle free agency. Because, I mean, three years, $45 million, Look, it's a lot of money in, like, real people money. I don't want to, like, discount saying what $45 million yeah. is. But when you look at pass rushers coming into free agency, that would rank 17th in the league in edge rushers. Um, it's think about, think about it this way. Josh Sweat, during the season – when no one else had a chance to bid on him, got a three-year, $40 million deal. So yeah. his APY is $13.3 million. Reddick's is 15 with a much more impressive body of work. He's actually – he has 10 more sacks in the last two years than Josh Sweat. So they got him for a discount. They really did. And I, I even if that wasn't their plan – getting him at this price for whatever reason, whether it was some sort of hometown discount or I don't know why, but that could have changed their minds too, you know, especially if they're looking around the league saying, Hey, yeah, we want to sign a receiver. And then they see some of the receiver money on Monday and they think, well, maybe we don't want a receiver that bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I wanted to go to next because Kirk got the unbelievable deal. He did. And just had everybody wait, Chris, how much for Christian Kirk? Um, just within the last 25, 30 minutes, uh, DJ Shark, a name that's been thrown around a lot here in Philadelphia, has signed a contract one-year deal with the Lions, $12 million. Now, I thought he was going to get more than a one-year deal, but if he can get $12 million for one year, you take it. You go back into the free agent market again uh, next year. A bunch of wide receivers, it's Cedric Wilson to the world. We thought Michael Gallup was going to resign. All of a sudden, there's not much left on the table. At wide receiver, will the Philadelphia Eagles use a first-round draft pick on a wide receiver for the third consecutive year, Dave Zingaro? It's possible, but it was possible before. It's still possible. Um, it's a position they value. And I, I don't think you can – they can't look at it and say, well, we've used a first-round pick the last two years, and that we can't do it this year. That's not 
that's not a functional way to run an organization. Um, you can't worry about your past misses if you're looking no, at wait, Whoa, 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 whoa. You're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles here. You can't worry about your past misses. Jalen Rager's still on the team, isn't he? There's a past miss that they continue to give shots to. They they have a track record of making decisions by where a player was drafted previously. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if you're going to run an organization, you can't let that Jalen Rager miss prevent you from drafting a first-round receiver again. Uh, that would be bad business. And I think I don't think it will. Like, I think if, if they're on the board, and look, we'll see how many first-round picks they end up actually using. Uh, I still think it's in play. But I still think there's a good chance they sign a receiver in free agency. I don't think that ship has sailed. Uh, Chark was an interesting name. It's a one-year $10 million deal, which isn't bad for him. I, I think back to – I mean, the Eagles – in 2017 gave Alshon Jeffrey a, a one-year $9.5 million contract. So we're talking about, you know, five years later, a younger player who has more upside, that doesn't have the resume, but has more upside is getting a similar deal. Uh, that would have been something I, I probably would have been in on if I'm the Eagles because they can spread it out. They can limit the cap hit. Yeah. Um, but now you look at the names that are left, Juju Smith-Schuster. There's been a lot of smoke there. And um, knowing what we know – uh, how they feel about Quez Watkins, it does kind of give them some flexibility when you look at the receiver position because they like Quez. Uh, and they're going to play him next year. It just matters where. Um, he played out of position last year in the slot. I say out of position because I still think he's an outside receiver. Um, but him having the ability to play both kind of frees up the Eagles to say, all right, let's just find a receiver. If it's a slot guy like Juju Smith-Schuster, fine. If it's an outside receiver like Allen Robinson, fine, um, even though he's probably going to be out of their price range. I, I think that's the way they can handle this because they have um, they have Smith, he's going to be outside, then they have Watkins, who they can move inside or outside. So you get the next best guy, you plug and play, and you go from there. Uh, if the next best guy turns out to be Zach Paschal, what does that do for you, Dave? It doesn't do much for me, but it does a ton for Nick Sirianni. I'll tell you that. He'll be dancing through the streets. Hey, you know what? If it's if if these prices for the receivers end up being as bad today as they were yesterday, and, and in a free agency, we look back and we go, and everyone overpaid for receivers. If the Eagles want to wait and and sign a bargain bin option, you might as well sign the bargain bin option the coach loves, the coach trusts, that when he throws on the teaching tape, he can have the guy in the room and say, Hey, he this guy did that. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with that. I, I don't think it's gonna move the needle much, but um it's better than nothing. I, I really do think they need a veteran in that in that receiver's room. It's so young right now. Even Devontae Smith not that long ago admitted that he would benefit from having a yeah. veteran in that room. And, and that, honestly, if you're Howie Roseman and you hear Devontae Smith say he would benefit from having a veteran, that's all I would need. I mean, that's all I would need to make sure it happens. So uh, if it ends up being Zach Paschal, people aren't going to be excited about it. He's, he's a fourth receiver honestly but um better than nothing if they're going to stick with their quarterback and i want to ask both you guys a question about the sean watson in just a second but before we go there if they're going to stick with uh, jalen hurts as their quarterback which seems to be the direction this whole thing is moving aren't they obligated to get better than zach pascal if you're going to take the 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 stance that we'll get better pieces around jalen hurts we're dealing with an inexperienced only one year as a starter and 
a limited resume. Don't you have to give him more weapons? Zach Pascal, really? Just because Nick Sirianni likes him and can smile when he talks about him in a press conference? Eagle Nation is going to accept that, Dave? No, I just said they won't. I mean, I just said it'll make Sirianni happy and no one else. But you also can't give a deal out like we saw yesterday to Christian Kirk. I mean, it's the kind of deal that can it can really hamstring a franchise. Um, it's too much money for a guy like that. And like I said, I, I still think they're in on some of these other receivers. If I had to pick the most likely, I, I still think it's Juju Smith-Schuster, who would be a nice signing. I mean, I really think that'd be a solid signing for a guy who's still really, really young. He came in the league really young. And like I also said before, don't rule out a high draft pick. And it doesn't mean it's a first rounder, but there, there's a chance they can still draft a receiver. So I get that. Look, we're less than 24 hours into free agency. Yeah. The, the sky wants, is not yeah. falling here. Yeah. We've seen some ex- incredibly expensive contracts, and this is not a one-day event. So um, I get the the fear here, but there's a long way to go. And last year, the Eagles tried to get Juju, and mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, he, he decided to take the one-year deal back in Pittsburgh. And I kind of want to expand on that because the biggest story, obviously, is Deshaun Watson, who is, you know, uh, John Clark at NBC Sports Philadelphia, Derek Gunn here and other places, Dave Zangaro. I'm sure the Eagles, everybody knows the Eagles have been paying close attention to Deshaun Watson. Now, all of a sudden, um, after a year in the back wrangling back and forth and, and things have heated up since Deshaun cleared the criminal aspect of some very serious allegations, but he also opened the door a little bit, you know, last year it was, all right, I'm not going to wait by no trade clause. It's Miami. That's it. That didn't work out this time around. They're ostensibly at least off the table. He's meeting with Carolina. He's meeting with new Orleans, Cleveland, is now a team he's going to meet with. He's not meeting with the Eagles. Um, is that the Eagles begging off completely? Or is that Deshaun Watson, for whatever reason, saying, I'm just not playing there? Yeah, I've gotten the sense, and I don't know this for a fact, so I don't want to make it seem like it's a report, but I got, I got, I've gotten the sense over the last year that the Eagles have not been on his list. And like you said, things have changed with other cities and kind of out of need. Uh, the situation has changed so much around the NFL in the last year that he didn't really have a choice. I thought it was funny that the Colts tried and <laughs> the Texans <laughs> shut that down yeah. pretty quickly, which I understand completely. Uh, I think the Eagles are are lurking in, in the background here. They're going to keep an eye on it, and they're going to see what happens. It, it doesn't seem like they're at the, the front of this, but we know they've done their homework. They did their homework last year when – when we found out it was a possibility Watson could be dealt. And in the years since, I'm sure they haven't stopped that. I'm sure they've been keeping an eye on it. I'd say it's unlikely right now that it that it happens for the Eagles. But never say never in a situation like this because, look, I, it's a tricky situation. The allegations are still serious even without the, the criminal cases uh, or without criminal charges. So – it's, it's a big undertaking for a team, for a franchise to be like, yeah, we want this guy. And um, so you have to keep all that in mind when you talk about it. Because the football player alone is a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, he, he's an excellent player who 
could still be getting better. I mean, that's how young this guy is. So it's, but it's, it's a franchise altering decision. So uh, I think the Eagles are, are keeping an eye on it. Uh, at this point, it seems unlikely that it would happen here. And, and they've kind of set themselves up with that in mind because they've talked up Jalen Hurts at every turn, whether or not they believe in him as much as they're saying, they're certainly putting on that face because I, I think they know that it's most likely he's their quarterback going into the next season. Here's where keeping an eye on it or monitoring the situation doesn't work for me. Either you're in or you're out. And they're try- you're trying to describe him as a team that's sitting on the fence. Well, things are moving quickly here. He met with New Orleans. He met with Carolina. He's meeting with Cleveland today. And the Eagles are monitoring the situation. Well, you can't force the kid to meet with you. I, I, so you know, you're, putting, you're putting it out, and, and I'm asking both you guys, John, you just made the statement, but you're putting it on the kid. You say it's Deshaun Watson who said, nope, Philly, not happening. No, I'm not going there. Sorry, not happening. Why? Dave, why do you think he has said, I'll meet with New Orleans, I'll meet with Cleveland, I'll meet with Carolina. Let me see, how many of those teams made the playoffs? Oh, none, and I won't meet with Philadelphia because they did make the playoffs last year. What do you think that Sean Watson's line of thinking is he wants no part of Philly? I don't know. Yeah, okay. it, it could be. You yeah, know. No, I don't have an answer for you. I mean, I, I don't know what you want to tell you here. Uh, it, it seems like that's the way it's been going. So, um, and I get that if you'd be frustrated by that, that he's a, an elite player and the Eagles don't seem all in for whatever reason, but uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. I don't have a better answer than that. Okay. Yeah, and I, I wrote about Philly Boyce, and it is just speculation. But I do think, you know, it's natural for fans to assume if a player doesn't waive a no-trade clause for that particular team, they're looking at the team because that's all fans see. But more often than not, it's it, it, it's real-life issues. Uh, I remember, and Dave will remember this, Jonathan Gannon was talking about he had a, other options to be a defensive coordinator last year. And he had been in, in the Midwest for years, Minnesota, Indianapolis. His wife is an East Coast person. She wanted to come to East Coast. So anybody who's married knows that's a pretty easy decision. Let's go back to the East Coast. Sometimes it's uh, weather, Miami, finances, Florida, Texas. Um, sometimes it is talent, but more often than not, it can be, um, I like the West Coast, Russell Wilson. I want to be closer to the West Coast. It's not always about, in fact, I would say, and, and Dave, you can chime in on this, less often than not, you know, nobody's sitting there going, I'm breaking down the film and saying the Denver Broncos are closer than the Philadelphia Eagles. Am I off base there? No, I, th- I think it's a lot of, um, sometimes it can be a pre-existing relationship too. Um, yeah. You know, you know, someone they'll like talk to a player they know, like, Hey, what's this like? Or they'll talk to a, a coach or they know what you're not supposed to do, but that'll happen <laughs> too. And they'll, they'll talk to them and kind of get a feel for how things are run and what they like about the area and that kind of thing. So you're right, John, it's not all about, I, it, it's not as cut and dry as this team was a playoff team last year. I want to go there or, or it wasn't. I mean, it's, there are a lot more things that go into it normally. So do you think that uh, it says anything about the player if he's going to make the decision based on weather, 
state taxes. Uh, I hear what John's saying, but it just uh, uh, maybe it's right. because I can't wrap my head around it. Because if I were in that position, which, oh, by the way, my athletic skills are long gone and were never that good to begin with anyway, I'd want to be a winner. Isn't that why you get into the sport to try and be a winner? Yeah, if you believe in yourself enough, you're going to be a winner wherever you go. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the mindset. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like money, it, Jody. People do like money. Yeah, Jody, that's like. <laughs> in this case, in Jody, this case, Jody, let me ask you something. Are, are you Sorry. someone who accuses folks of ring chasing? Absolutely not. Okay. So no, I, I, I applaud people who ring chase. That's okay. what it's supposed to be all of it be all about is trying to win championships. That's why you get in the leagues. That's why you you play the games to try and win. I always applaud people who try okay. and get together and and do what it, it takes to get yourself a ring. Okay, if you're Deshaun Watson, though, you're thinking uh, I'm guessing, and, and a lot of this is us putting ourselves in the shoes of someone we've never met, so it's tough. But you're what a 26 year old guy who's maybe one of the top five best quarterbacks in the world. I'm, if I'm him, I'm probably thinking I'm going to go wherever I go and I'm going to win there. I'm going to build a team around me that can win. So trying to glom on to another team because I think they have a better shot of winning might not be in in my thought process. Um, but not as certainly splashy, but there was another Eagles move and we'll shift back to the defensive side of the ball. Alex Singleton, not tendered. Um, Scheduled to be a restricted free agent, but just over two point four million, I think, is the right to a first refusal tender, Dave. So that's a lot for a backup linebacker. Um, it's pretty evident by this decision that the Eagles considered Alex Singleton a backup linebacker. Now, um, mm-hmm. should they have? I mean, they tried to get Davion Taylor in the lineup. Uh, tremendous athleticism until he got hurt. Very raw player. TJ played great. I don't think and anybody's going to doubt him any longer. Well, I shouldn't say that because people will because of his pedigree, but played really well last season. Howie, I think, mentioned that at, in Indianapolis. Um, surprised at all, Alex Singleton uh, did not get tendered? No. Um, I kind of thought this was the way it was going to go for him. And it's tough because Singleton, like I think everyone likes him a lot and he gets everything out of what he can do. You know what I mean? He plays with his hair on fire, which I think hurt him in the beginning of last season because playing with your hair on fire in the type of defense they were running at the time, put him in harm's way. Um, Yeah. He's ideally, he's the type of player on your roster. Who's a special teamer and, can fill in as a backup. I think having him as your starting linebacker probably isn't the best. And I know he racked up a ton of tackles. I think he had 137 last year, 120 the year before. So he's a tackling machine, but it takes more than that. I think he's a somewhat limited player. Um, and that's not a knock on him because I really do like Alex Singleton. I think he's a good player that you want to have on your team, but ideally in a more limited role and not making $2.43 million. So if, if he doesn't get a good contract elsewhere, I could see them bringing him back for a cheaper price. I think that's still on the table. Um, that's what I hope happens because I like the kid for one, one reason coming off last year. He was their starter. 
He got supplanted. He got back into the starting lineup because of injury. And he actually got better as the season went on. A lot of guys would mope. A lot of guys would be ticked off that they had that job taken from. He played like Alex Singleton. He still got replaced. Why? Because they wanted to get Davion Taylor on the field because he was a draft pick. And he still went back in and played uh, better in the second half than he did in the first half. That's the kind of guy I want to have on my team. All right, so if they're not going to uh, offer a contract to Singleton, Nate Herbig on the offensive line, same question. He's a backup, $2.4, $2.5 million. Is that too much? Do you think they're going to tender Nate Herbig? He's the one guy. So the the four restricted free agents, Singleton, Boston Scott, Greg Ward, Nate Herbig. If I had to pick one of those guys who I think they're going to tender, it would be Herbig. just because they value that backup offensive lineman position so much. And he's played a lot in the last few years. He's a backup, but they've really needed him. And for that price, look, it's probably a little more than ideally you'd like to spend, but I think he's the guy who's worth it of that bunch, given how much they value that position over, especially linebacker and running back, which are generally cheaper. Um, So I, I think he's the one guy that they might tender the other three. I'm thinking they won't tender them and then they'll kind of monitor it and, and see if they can't bring it back for a little cheaper. All right. At D Zangaro NBCS. That's where you can follow Dave on Twitter. Read him NBCSports.com backslash Philadelphia is Hassan Redica Steele for the Eagles. Dave wrote about it yesterday. Make sure you check that out. Last one for me, since we went down that Herbie route, Dave, Who's going to be the starting right guard for the Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, the way I look at it, I think, and and I don't think this is defined yet because I think they're still open to moving Landon Dickerson, which is something I would not do. I, I just, I, I look at that left side of line with my lot and Dickerson. And I think, I mean, that's, that could be together for 10 years and that could end up being two pro bowl players out there. So I wouldn't move that. Right now, I'd say Isaac Samalu, who is a solid player. He's struggled with injuries. It's funny. In this town, people still think he's not a good player because yeah, Stoutland loves him. Oh, yeah. A while ago, he was not a good player, um, and he's still not great, but he's a solid starter when he's healthy. The problem has been he hasn't been healthy, and he's coming off that list, Frank. But if he's ready to go, I'd plug him in at right guard. I think he has the ability to pretty much play any position on the line, so I, I wouldn't worry about him flipping sides that much i'd start him there and if for some reason he's not healthy or he can't go then it'll be jack driscoll driscoll herbig beagles have that's the best depth position they have on the entire team is offensive line and that's why i'm not sure they're going to give herbig the offer because i think they i know how much they value the position but i also think they love their depth there and uh they might be able to get him back for slightly below the number that the tender is all right last one I'm talking quarterback again, but I'm not talking starter. Will Gardner Minshew be traded? A lot of smoke about yeah. the Colts being interested in bringing him in. The Colts didn't learn their lesson from Carson Wentz. They're going to take another Eagle quarterback <laughs> off their hands and pay a premium price for him, which I would consider a fourth-round pick. Are the Eagles actually going to do that? Yeah, I mean, if someone wants to trade for him and they they get a good pick for him, and I, I think it would be some sort of conditional pick, um, so they can you know conditional four maybe. Yeah. I mean, that, I would do that in a heartbeat. 
Uh, <laughs> but then you need I, a backup, I, Dave. Then, yeah, that's the problem. Um, Joe Flacco's available. No, I, I think, you know, I, I that that is a problem, man. We know that yeah. they care about the backup quarterback. We're talking about positions they value. They do value that, which is why it would take a pretty good offer to get Gardner Minshew. But if you can get a potential, you know, if you get a conditional four that can turn into a three, I mean, yeah, that's you got to do it. Down. It's yeah. tough to turn down. And it, we'll figure out the backup spot. You just, yeah. that's the way you handle it. Uh, I think it's possible. We'll see how the quarterback market shakes out. There's some before that trade would happen. I, I think, you know, if the Colts are going to trade for Gardner Minshew, it probably means they've struck out in other areas. So yeah. let them try to to do what they can. And then if they can't, Eagles can be sitting back waiting and say, hey, we have Gardner here for you and, and we'll accept the trade. So I don't think that's something that's going to happen imminently. But, yeah, I think it's possible. If the Steelers are ready to say we're going to war with Mitch Trubisky, all of a sudden, Gardner Minshew is a starting quarterback. Doesn't look as outrageous as it may have. Dave, great stuff. Appreciate it. Whenever you come on, thanks for joining us today. We'll get you back on before the draft. Appreciate it, bud. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks, that Dave. Dave Zingaro from NBC Sports Philly here with us on Birds 365. I know that you got him for a six. He came in last year, won one game. Let's Let us not forget. And uh, I was against the Jets. Jerry. I'm as guilty as everybody else uh, in trying to put the uh, accomplishment of Gardner Minshew in a proper perspective. Yeah, he beat the Jets. and My Jets were bad. But the Jets had a pretty good day in free agency. But we're not here to talk about the Jets. Um, but then he got a chance to play in week 17 after he'd gone to the coach and said, hey, how can I become the starting quarterback of this team? He did play that last week of the season. Granted, he played with other JV guys as they were playing the varsity of the Dallas Cowboys, but he didn't quite get a win in that game. As a matter of fact, they got their tails run off. Probably more about the defense Cowboys going up and down the field. But um, I do like Gardner Minshew as a backup. That's what his job is. That's what he did last year. That's what he was good at. Moving up, getting a fourth-round pick because you got him for a six. Is it that big a deal? Does Howie need to take a victory lap because he turned a six into a four just one year later? When no, you I, then I, have I, to go I, out and get yourself a backup quarterback and watch Jalen Hurts turn his ankle in week two, and your backup quarterback's got to play for a month next year. And you kiddingly said, or was it Dave who said, hey, Joe Flacco's available? Yeah. Um, yeah, you want to go there or would you just keep Gardner Minshew? I would keep Gardner. I, you know. Yeah, there's some talk. Yeah, he he is what he is. He's a competitive guy. You know, he doesn't take number twos. That's what he said. Uh, didn't take a shit in the building. I've said <laughs> twice. He wanted to compete with Trevor Lawrence. Is what I'm trying to say. And that's the number one overall pick. And you know, in that type of situation, um, he, he you're out. I mean, you're not going to be the starter, but he still thought he should start. And, you know, he went to Nick Sirianni last year and said, hey, after I beat the Jets, hey, how about me being the starting quarterback? Uh, And Nick Sirianni said what Jody Mack and everybody else said. Well, you beat the Jets. Sit down. We're going with Jalen Hurts. Um, You know, he's a very competitive guy, so I guess you could argue that maybe you don't want him in a locker room. Maybe you want somebody to support – your, your starting quarterback as much as possible. 
But again, I don't think we have to worry about those kinds of issues with Jalen Hurts as opposed to a certain other quarterback that shall remain nameless. I don't think he cares. Um, so I don't think that part of it is is that much of an issue. Um, and yeah, you need a good backup quarterback. And he's a good backup quarterback. He's a top five backup quarterback. And they value the position. He's cost effective. And look, nobody wants him as the starter. Dave's right. If Indianapolis strikes out on, you know, 17 different other quarterbacks, maybe they'll come back and circle back and want him. And if they overpay, who knows? But I, I'd be very happy uh, to, to have Gardner Minshew as my, my backup quarterback. Howie, conditional two. If it's a conditional two that can go to a one. No, yes, well, that's I'll, not happening. I'll make that trade. But if not, I'm keeping Gardner that's, for another That's year. the dumbest GM of the world. I hope it happens, but <laughs> that's not going to happen. Well, you, I, I hope you get it, what I'm saying yeah. here. Yeah. I, I don't want to trade Gardner Minshew. You you never say never because there may be someone who's just foolish enough to give you an outrageous price. Well, Rick Spielman's out, so you know you got uh, the 14th overall pick for Sam Bradford. Sam was actually, but even Sam was he was a legit starter when healthy. Um, but yeah, nobody's got. But I hear what you're saying. If if somebody goes overboard, you do it. Otherwise, you keep them. Right, and and my point is, a, changing a six into a four is not enough for me. That doesn't merit a victory lap, and then next year, all of a sudden, you got to all about assets. These nonsense general managers—they're all the same way. They do. They want to hold up the pelt. I won. I won this trade. I won this trade. I won this trade. And meanwhile, Les needs printing up T-shirts, got right. them picks, and winning Super Bowls. <laughs> And oh, by the way, the Eagles should be that much more in tune with the importance of not playing against another team's starting quarterback. Thing is, they beat a whole bunch of backups last year. That's how the Eagles got to above 500 and ended up in the playoffs because they took advantage of teams that didn't have legitimate uh, either starting or backup quarterbacks. And I would say that Gardner Minshew is uh, legit. He's not a star. He's not great. He shouldn't be anybody's starting quarterback all 17 games in any given year, but he's a darn good guy to have on the bench when your guy goes down for a week or two. I, right, John McMullen, Jody McDonald, we are the Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. We'll continue to talk Birds free agency. Keep it here. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. 
That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We are the Mac and Mac guy, Tim Birds 365, Jody McDonald along with John McMullen. Um, got uh, another hour to play talking Eagles football with you. Uh, John, I uh, try and get to as many websites as I can when I get up in the morning, get prepped for the show. I didn't make it over to the 33rd team. Joe Banner got any updates on Deshaun Watson and the Eagles? Uh, I haven't made it over there yet. Yeah, when Joe wrote that piece, I mean, look, look, he his, his thought process was sound in that, obviously, Joe knows, uh, you know, Jeffrey Lurie very well. He understands that he would give him the second chance. So that's part of the hurdle. I always go back to Bruce Arians, you know, before Tom Brady uh, came back, he got the question and Bruce simply said, Hey, that's a, that's an organizational decision. That's a Glazer's decision uh, essentially in Tampa. If they're going to go after Deshaun Watson, and they would have probably if 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 Tom Brady didn't uh, decide to come back. But um, so he knows that hurdle was overcome, and that he knows that Jeffrey Lurie's already given permission for the Eagles to go get Deshaun Watson if it's possible. So that's a big part of it. That's the first big part. Um, the second part, and where Joe got it wrong, to be honest, is. He was assuming that the talent versus tolerance part of it, that talent wasn't going to win out, and all of a sudden the ecosystem would shrink and lesser and lesser teams would be interested in Deshaun Watson because of all the obvious issues, and that would open the door back up to the Eagles, who he doesn't want to play for because – he doesn't want to sit out another season, so he might have to uh, consider places he doesn't want to play for. That part, completely wrong. The exact opposite happened. Twelve-plus teams, I was told, contacted Houston immediately. Um, 
everybody was getting in line as predicted by others. Um, look, I mean, you can play, you can get on the moral soapbox. You can do whatever you do. That's fine. That's each individual's talent versus tolerance. Talent's going to win out in this league every single time. As soon as the criminal aspect was taken away, people are lining up and, you know, he seems to have focused in on uh, Carolina, New Orleans, and uh, Cleveland. Uh, if I was a betting man, I would say New Orleans would be his first choice. Um, and we'll see how it shakes out. I don't know why he doesn't want to play in Philadelphia. I, I can't, I, you know, I, but I do think, and again, I wrote about this, I do think it has nothing nothing to do about the talent on the field nothing i i you know i i'm, I'm not saying i'm reporting that uh it is it's just your opinion right I, yeah. I get where you're coming from i i don't think it has anything to do with anything on the field i think it's something off the field whether it's uh again i mentioned that uh, you know, with Miami, it was whether it's tax situation, it's some obvious things um, from a financial perspective. You don't have those things in other places. You do have to throw in the mix, and I threw it in the mix, the difficulty of playing in this market on top of all these allegations. There's going to be a lot of, of, of eyeballs on Deshaun Watson uh, if he comes to Philadelphia. Maybe his agent knows that. Maybe he's steering him in a different direction. I don't know. But I, I I don't think it has anything to do with, oh, the Eagles stink and insert Cleveland is good or New Orleans is good. I don't think it has anything to do with that. As Dave pointed out, this is the top five quarterback in the world from a talent perspective. He To get to that position in your life, your mindset is, I'm going to win. Give me anybody. I'm going to win. I, 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 I don't think it has anything to do with on field. Anything really don't Jody. Man, you, you probably right. I don't know that you're right, but I certainly uh, understand your argument. It bothers me. It really does. Cause well, yeah, if I, it, it were, if it were me, I would do it differently than you're suggesting that Sean Watson may be doing it. That would be a priority to me. I would want to go to the best on-field situation that I possibly can. And if I've only got the dregs of the NFL, well, I shouldn't call it New Orleans dregs, but Carolina was last year and Cleveland was last year, despite high expectations. Yeah, no, I'm going to put that at the top of my list. How good a team am I going to? If I want to be considered alongside the Patrick Mahomeses of the world, here's what I got to do. I got to get to the playoffs. I got to make the playoffs. I got to win playoff games. Yeah, I don't know that I'm doing it in some of the places that he's meeting with already. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, I get, and I said, I get why fans think it because, uh, you know, fans, that's what they see. That's what they see. They see on the field, and that's all they see. And they don't see, you know, I think Mike K was on. They don't see the how the sausage is made. <laughs> and, um, a lot of times in these situations, um, it's it's how the sausage is made. It's not the sausage. If that's make it makes sense, it does. But I just happen to disagree with those who would go about their business that way. I would want to look at the sausage before I looked at the so. I would 
rank the uh, actual sausage against the process of making the sausage if it were uh, just me. And, oh, by the way, and people are suggesting this and we don't know. Let me let me put it this way. I asked you a question first. After Deshaun Watson is traded and his legal issues are um, further on down the road, if not completely solved, because the civil actions are just going to be, he's going to write a check and then he's going to try and get on with his life. He'd probably rather not talk about that. So you should be able to answer a question like, why didn't you choose a place like Philadelphia? Do you think we'll ever get a straight answer from Deshaun Watson? Probably not. Maybe after his career, maybe years down the road, maybe maybe we get it from his agent uh, at some point. Um, I think I think that would be further down the road, though. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I will say that I have no because you know you you, you talk about and I say some of the you know good things bad things off the field in Philadelphia. There's good things. And one of the good things that I wrote about is that, you know, if you want to compare organizations, um, you know, Philadelphia certainly has a stronger organization than Carolina or Cleveland. Uh, New Orleans, you can debate. They had some tremendous success as well. Um, The Eagles are a strong organization around the NFL. That's their reputation. We talk about it all the time with, uh, with uh, front office executives going other places. They, you know, so my point is amongst the agent world, uh, the Eagles are well-regarded. So it's not like um, uh, Deshaun's agent is steering him away from Philadelphia and saying, that's a disastrous spot like Jacksonville, Jacksonville, you would say, uh, you mean well? You mean like when the Sixers were being run by Sam Hinkie? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Jacksonville, it, you know, Christian Kirk said, "Well, we'll go there if they overpay us," you know. But that's a sh- shitty organization. It's my third shitty today, but uh, you know, that's not the Eagles. So I, I, there's something, and if 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 you're asking me to guess. I don't think he wants the heat of this market. I mean, that's my guess. It's my pure guess, my pure speculation. I don't think he wants the heat of this market. I kind of get it. I kind of get it, by the way. I talked about this last night on WIP. I get that because someone, one of my calls suggested the same thing you did. He doesn't want to uh, work on the Klieg lights that is Philadelphia sports, specifically the quarterback position for the hometown football team, which is the most scrutinized sports Maybe position. he knows Ben Simmons. Uh, yeah. And, oh, by the way, Eagle quarterback more scrutinized than Ben Simmons because that's just the way Philadelphia rolls. Um, so I, I'll give you that. They care about football in New Orleans. You want to go yeah. down and be the guy who's supposed to replace Drew Brees? Okie dokie, uh, Deshaun. Uh, good luck, my friend. It's not I, like you're going to get know, a free pass there. Carolina's Carolina. But you, you don't think that you're going to be under the microscope in New Orleans if you, you know take what? over that same and I And I joke about Ben Simmons a little bit, and I think it's completely unfair because people know about me. Philadelphia was absurdly, absurdly to the point of blind, uh, willful blindness supportive of Ben Simmons for years and years and years, right up until the end. But, you know, cliches are cliches for a reason, Jody. Perception is 
always greater than reality. The perception of Philadelphia outside the city of Philadelphia is not good when it comes to sports. You, you know have, that. You don't have to tell me about Ben, yeah. ben Simmons. If I took took one call, I took 20 calls over the first couple of years here. He's the next Magic Johnson. Oh, yeah. It was uh, willful ignorance. Willful ignorance for the entire his entire run, basically, until the last month when they did turn on him. And they turned, and rightfully so. Rightfully so, way. correct. Rightfully, they turned on him too slowly, if anything. You should criticize him for that. Um, again, it's not fair the way they're portrayed often. And it's always, what even when it is something, like the knucklehead who showed up uh, when Ben came back, that, that was over the top. That That's not necessary. That makes Philadelphia look bad. That's the kind of stuff that makes Philadelphia look bad outside the city. And it doesn't matter if it's not fair. That's the perception. That's the perception. And look, Deshaun Watson's not doing his homework. He's not saying, oh, they were very supportive of, of Ben Simmons. You don't know. He just knows what he hears. So that's why it's my guess. Again, I'm not telling you that's the reason, but that's my guess. All right, let me ask you about, and this ties into the article that you got on phillyvoice.com, which I read this morning, which was uh, thought-provoking. Um, I, I kind of beat up on Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk on my uh, CBS show on Sunday night. Good. Because he, <laughs> had been, uh, he had been just beating the drum continually about Tom Brady ending up in San Francisco. He wants to go home. He's going to go home. The Bucks owe it to him that if he wants to finish his career in San Francisco, they got to let him do that, which I throw the flag on and say, BS, they don't owe him any. They, they have him under contract for this upcoming year. Bruce Arians was on record. We have no intention to trade him. If we did, we'd started about five first round picks for a 44 year old guy. That's like the point I was making about Gardner Minshew being worth a potential one. Not happening. Five first-round picks. I don't care if he is the GOAT. You're not getting that return. Not happening. But Arians was trying to make a point. He's ours. We're keeping him. If he's retired, he's retired. But don't think about him being anywhere else. And Florio just kept pounding that drum. And pounding. And I'm sure he had somebody in Brady's camp feeding him. Yeah, Tom would really like to go back and finish a career. Well, that's nice. But Brady was not in a position to dictate terms. And you always have to take that into consideration. Who's dictating terms? To Deshaun Watson and his agent's credit, when they did their second contract, they got a no-trade clause. And we've seen two big quarterbacks this offseason basically control the, the, the movement and the narrative because they had no-trade clauses, Russell Wilson and now Deshaun Watson. Are we going to see a swing of that, John? You kind of talked about this in your article about it being almost the NFL coming NBA-like, where the players dictate terms as much as the teams do, if not more so, with free agency and building super teams and the like. It's two quarterbacks. They've been very prominent in the news the last month or so, but it is just those two guys. And we're seeing a bunch of guys sign free agent contracts. I don't know if Christian Kirk got a no-trade Clause on top it. of the 72 million that he I did. I'm betting against it. I haven't seen it reported that way. 
are we going to see more of that in the future? That guys, because that's that's a difference between the Sean Watson has more control over where he's going to be playing football than Tom Brady does. Now, Brady, as I stated, is 44 years old, and that's a factor to it. But one guy is the greatest of all time, and one guy is a guy who's flashed some pretty good skills, and on talent is considered a top-five quarterback, but on accomplishment, he's not that. Are we going to see more guys trying to get that all-important piece of the puzzle, the no-trade clause, so that they can control the uh, – Yeah, they're going to try. I'm, and, and it's only – as I pointed out, the owner, it's only quarterbacks. I mean, in in certain corner quarterbacks, um, so it's not to an NBA level, but you can see it seeping in, especially at the quarterback position. And you know, it's one of the things I want to ask Jeffrey Lurie at some point when we get to talk to him. The owners' meetings are coming up. Um, I want to ask him about no trade clauses and what he thinks about, you know, he's not going to answer the question specifically. So you got to frame it in a way you, you he'll answer it. And I'm going to try to, um, when I, if I ever get to speak to him again, (laughs) um, to get his thought process on, on no trade clauses and, and their impact on the industry as a whole. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe if I frame it that way, he'll answer uh, the question. And if anybody, other reporters are watching, feel free to steal it. I don't care. I just want to get the answer. Same here. Um, because I do think it's, it's you know, obviously it, you know, it creates issues. I mean, Russell Wilson <laughs> steered himself and, and, and Mark Rogers, his agent, steered himself uh, to Denver. Flat out did. Um it's interesting if Deshaun didn't have the issues he had from a legal perspective, he would have been able to steer himself to where he wanted to go. He would have been, he'd be in Miami right now. There's no question about it. Um, He would have been able to do that. Um, And he still got a big input, obviously on, on where he's going to land. So um, look, I think, you know, the toothpaste is already out of the tube. So, um, other big name quarterbacks are going to ask for the same thing uh, moving forward. And it's going to be interesting to see if organizations realize this and realize this is probably not the best path to be going down and try to hold the line. But I don't know how you hold the line. I mean, the dam's already broken. I don't know how you, how you hold the line. Aaron Rodgers, the numbers are coming out, which are outrageous for his new contract at Green Bay. It'll be interesting. I, I, I imagine there's going to be a no trade clause in there. You know, he's at the end of his career anyway, but you know, if things go dramatically horrible this season and, you know, I imagine he's going to have, especially after what he just went through um, over this two year period, um, he's going to push for that. And he pushed for that. And he probably got it, but, yeah, and maybe that'll come up at some point. It's kind of hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube, Jody. Oh, you know what? I'll disagree with you. Um, I'll bet you he doesn't get a no-trade clause. I'll bet you that's because the numbers are so outrageously high. I'll bet Green Bay paid him more to not give him a no-trade clause. 
And oh, by the way, if you're going to take a stand, if you're Green Bay and you're just opening your wallet and saying, go ahead, jump in there for as much as you need. I'm going to take a stand somewhere. You wanted complete control. You wanted us to take a year off the contract. You wanted to have the ability to walk out the door. Well, why do you need a no trade clause? We're not trading you. We've bent over backwards to do everything possible to, to make sure that you're happy in Green Bay. Plus, you want a no trade clause on top of it? No, that you're not getting. $50 million per, you need that? Okay, yeah, we'll sign that check. But we're not giving you the no trade clause as well. Um, yeah, if I were a betting man, I bet you Rogers doesn't have that in his new deal. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I, I mean, more to me is that, well, they made up, and he's probably going to only play the next three years anyway, so it's not even going to come up. So they might throw it in there and say, who cares? But, um, you, you, you know, I, as a whole, just as a trend, um, and especially with younger quarterbacks and younger star quarterbacks, when they're on their second or third deals, their agents are going to be pushing for it. And the precedent has been set. Um, it's hard to get 32 teams to say, you know what? Um, Seattle made a mistake. Houston made a mistake. Let's all collude, which you're not allowed to do, <laughs> wink, wink, um, and say, no, we're not going down this route. Um, yeah, I here's don't know. The, here's my take on the three, as of now, three biggest guys who at least be in a pretty strong position to ask for it. I would say only one of them is a lock to get it. Lamar Jackson, which is a whole weird situation because he's negotiating himself. He doesn't have an agent, which makes it a little weird. And he says he wants to stay in Baltimore, but he wants to get the, the maximum amount of money they can. And Baltimore said they surely want to keep him. They're ready to commit to him, but yet they can't get a deal done. And I got to believe it's a hang up because an agent is not involved in that. And when they try and put the Ravens try and put anything in perspective, they have to worry about, are they alienating themselves with Lamar Jack? That'll be a tricky one. And I'll bet you he doesn't get the no trade clause. Joe Burrow should absolutely get a no trade. Second year in a league. He's already taken a team from four eleven and one to the Super Bowl, but it's the Bengals and the Bengals don't like to be dictated. They want to run their organization the way they run their organization cheaply. So I'm guessing they'll hold the line and not give them a no trade clause. The one guy who's a lock to get it is Herbert. You, you were talking about the charges earlier, bringing in yeah. Mack, bringing in JC yeah. Jackson, even though nobody really cares about them out there in LA, they're all in to win. I give the charges credit because they're absolutely heading in that direction. They got to keep up with the Rams in that building when push comes to shove. Oh yeah. Justin Herbert's going to get an old great plus. Yeah. I mean, well, last I heard we were at four um, and that was Wilson Watson, Patrick Mahomes got one um, and Drew Brees had one. Um, so that was, you know, probably 2020, 2021, whenever Mahomes got his, when he signed his new deal. Um, yeah, I don't think they can stop it now. So you're probably right yeah, with Herbert still, and, that, and Joe Burrow. Three players in a league of how many? Well, that's no, I mean, it's only, first off, it's only quarterbacks. They're the only ones with power. So forget about everybody else. I mean, it's only quarterbacks in the NFL. But when it comes to quarterbacks, the guys setting the trend are, 
more so even than Russell Wilson or Mahomes and, and Deshaun Watson as younger players. And obviously Deshaun was able to get it before um, the issues. Um, yeah. I mean, the Joe Burrows of the world, Justin Herbert's, those are two good names. I mean, their, their agents are going to, well, they got it. We want it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what they're going to do. And Indeed. you want to make your quarterback happy, especially when he's a superstar. It is a unique position in not only its own sport, but in all of sports. The quarterback position, the rules are different there than everywhere else. I eat John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. We are the Mac and Mac guys on Birds 365. Continue bird conversation coming right back at you. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Johnny Mac and Jody Mac here on Bird 365 on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. What are we asking our uh, streamers? To oh, you got to like, you got to share, you got to subscribe, people. Come on. You love us. Give you us, know you give love us, us a solid support nod here on uh, Birds 365. All right, one more quarterback point, then I do want to flip it over to wide receiver and the fact that 
Others are coming off the board. The Eagles didn't get a wide receiver yesterday. We'll see if they get one today. The pickings, I don't want to call them slim, but are reducing a little bit. Uh, but before we go, talking about quarterbacks being able to dictate terms and the like, it was funny that I didn't even go to the no-trade clause guys when I was making the point about Brady because someone tweeted at me or whatever, called the show. I don't even remember which one it was. Uh, Jody, don't be talking about Tom Brady has to honor his obligation of the year he has left on the Buccaneers contract. The NFL is a one-way contract league. They'll cut you as soon as they don't need you. Yeah, those are the rules. And if you don't like them, change them. To Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson's credit with the no-trade clauses, they're going about changing it. If you don't like the rules, they do have free agency. When you get there, take a stand. I'm not signing unless you give me a note. You want me that bad? I'll I'll certainly give you my services. No trade clause. If you want to take control of your career and the, the overall league and the situation, stand up and fight the fight over something like that. Those two guys did. And then there's one other guy that I got to give a tip of the half to. He did it again. The Minnesota Vikings extended Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Another year. Business Hall of Famer. Another $35 million and every penny of it guaranteed because that's the other bugaboo about the NFL. It's not guaranteed money. Whatever you get a signing bonus, that's guaranteed. But there's always money under the contract that if you cut a guy, you can just move away from and it just disappears into thin air. Not if you're Kirk Cousins because he gets his money guaranteed. So if you are a quarterback in the league and you're what, oh, they're going to give me this uh, unbelievable contract, which, by the way, Aaron Rodgers is going to fall into that category. He's not going to get all that money. At some point, Aaron Rodgers is going to move on or the Packers are going to move on from him and there's going to be money that will just disappear. No, he's not going to get it. He's not going to get all that They're putting it out there for $50 million per season for a reason. He's a diva. And he wants to be able to go on the Pat McAfee show and brag about his $50 million, $10 million more per season than any other quarterback in the National Football League. And certain contracts are done that way. So uh, players can take victory laps. Agents can take victory laps. Yeah, agents. That's what it's about, Jody. They want to take the victory laps. And because remember, where all this information is coming from, for people that don't know, is agents. Teams are not confirming these deals agents are confirming these deals and um they want to look good so they can get more clients and that's why you hear these inflated numbers and we're talking about hassan reddick with dave earlier and look when it comes out when the actual um uh intricacies of the contract come out it will look even better for the Eagles, you know, one of the reasons you, you, you and Dave said splash. One of the reasons I didn't say splash is because of the contract. I mean, to me, it's all about the definition, right? You had different definitions to me. That contract is so cost effective that that position. Well, that's why the Eagles did it. I think it's a good signing. I think all that, but that's not my definition. My definition is Christian Kirk splash 70 overpaid, blah, blah. The Eagles got a deal. If anything, so give Howie Roseman credit, as usual, for that part of his job. Um, yeah. But all these things are 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 overblown and overstated. And then when you get the real numbers, um, 
it's much it's it's 99.9 percent of the time it's better from the team's perspective than it was advertised as if that makes sense right because the agents are the ones who always put yeah. it out there to begin with you're 100 right on that and yes i judge splash by a player being procured as part of the rankings prior to the start of free agency that to me makes a splash my uh, view of things as a fan, I would look at, man, we got one of the top four edge rushers. We got one of the top 20 ranked free agents before free agency started. Yeah, that's a splash. Hey, if Howie Roseman does a great job and gets a guy for market value, maybe even slightly below market value for that ranking, I'm not going to say, oh, that's not a splash because Howie got him cheap. I don't care about cheap. I'm good with cheap. I'd like to see more cheap if I'm an Eagle fan. I'm more worried about where does he rank in either uh, some accepted uh, media outlets uh, ability to judge players and or statistics. He was one of the best sackers in the league last year. He's one of the top pass rushing uh, players in the league. That to me is what dictates a splash. And that's why I call this on Reddick a splash signing. Yeah, it's just definition, but I'll go back to Andrew Brandt, you know, our buddy. We got to get Andrew on the show. We haven't we'll had him for a Andrew while. Brandt appearance. But right. uh, he tweeted out annual. Remember, you know, this is a guy who was a Packers president for years and even worked here in Philadelphia for uh, a while. And annual reminder contract information is virtually always, I would, I would correct him, always take out the virtually coming from the agent's. Uh, presenting contracts in best possible light. Of course, they are not what they appear to be. Still amazed how many people believe these numbers. Um, you know, it's not the people's fault. It's not even our fault or Adam Schefter's for reporting it. I mean, they're reporting the 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 numbers in the contract, and basically, agents are going to spin it to where you know every incentive if. Even if they're not attainable and they're put in there for a reason, you can make up to $75 million. And then you get the real numbers when they file the contract uh, with the union. And that's when the real numbers come out. Um, again, it's, it's always more team friendly than it looks. Even in the case of, of somebody like Aaron Rodgers, who is getting all this money um, but the thing about Kirk Cousins, business Hall of Famer that he is, you know, there's plenty of guaranteed money in the NFL. What Kirk has done is he's bet on himself year after year after year, and he's very durable, and he's been very durable. He's always out there. Um, so, you know, if you're signing one-year deals, you can get essentially one-year deals. In, in the case, he had the biggest – guaranteed contract in NFL history, all three of that. In fact, I think it's the only one, all three years fully guaranteed, Yeah, but they're always short term. That was the longest term. It's usually one or two years. All that money can be guaranteed. But when you get up to the four or five year range, yeah. And then the funny numbers start to come in. And that's to me, a major tip of the cap to Kirk Cousins and his agent, but that also is an example. Mike McCartney, one of the best Twitter followers, by the way. If you got to follow Mike McCartney, uh, who's an agent in the NFL, because for years, Jody, 
for years, people mistake him for Mike McCarthy. Right. And they just yell at him uh, when the Cowboys are playing poorly. And he'll go on Twitter and say, give me a break or something during the game. And they think he's tweeting during. They think the coach of the Cowboys is tweeting during the game. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. But that's his agent. And and Mike is, yeah, Mike Mike deserves a, a gold star. As does Cousins because he went down the franchise tag and didn't rock the boat and didn't try and force the – Redskins, uh, at the time they were the Redskins, I could call them the Redskins, uh, hand to get himself traded. No, he just kept playing and putting up solid stats. Not off-the-chart stats, but just don't go solid stats and staying in there all 16, now 17 games. And, yeah, I think I think with this contract, he officially goes over uh, the $200 million mark in career earnings for a kid yeah, that was picked I mean, in the way. Yeah, Fourth the round? Guy- the guy, the guy's a good quarterback. He really is, and I've always said he's kind of the, he's kind of my, my demarcation line because I don't think you could win with Kirk Cousins at a consistent level, but man, he's really good. Uh, especially, he's tremendously accurate. He can throw the football. There's just something, you know. There's something about him. He, 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 he he's just there's an it factor he doesn't have, and you know. I always put him as the line. He's probably better than your quarterback. If there are are are, are thirty two teams fan bases chiming in, he's he's probably better than your quarterback. Um, but he's, he's not good the, enough he's to in win. He's in the top with. half. That's absolutely accurate. He's not in the top five. He's not in the top ten. But he's in the top half, which means yeah, he's probably better. And, and, yeah, and at least and, half of the people you're talking to, he's better than your starting quarterback. And what I always and this is where where that's the cost of doing business. Derek Carr's probably in that category as well. The cost of doing business at that particular position and what the Eagles are facing in a short period of time with Jalen Hurts, because he's also going to be in that category. Different type of quarterback, but similar type of success. You know, we talked about Jalen where you want to grade him, 17 like NFL.com, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Cost of doing business, $30 million. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. All right. I want to go back and reference someone that we talked about earlier in the show. I'm pretty sure it was while Zangaro was on. Uh, You know, yesterday I came on and said I wanted a splash move by the Eagles. And there were two specific guys that I said would have made me more excited than anybody else. One was Marcus Williams, the safety from the Saints, because the Saints are attempting to get into a position to take on uh, Deshaun Watson. They're already over the salary cap. They do. I need to do massive maneuvering over the next however many days uh, to just get under the cap. And then you tell me they're going to get Deshaun Watson, too. Funny how they can do that, huh? Yeah. Mickey Loomis is going to have to be a magician to make that happen. So you got no chance of Marcus Williams going back to the Saints. That ship has sailed. And I really thought he'd be a great fit here in Philadelphia. I think the Jets might get him. I think mm. the Jets might get him. Here's how that would be good for the, the Eagles if the Jets sign Marcus Williams. I think the Jets are a big-time player for Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. They've got the fourth pick. They've got the 10th pick. If 
they're out of the mix. If they're going to give Marcus Williams top of the market money to be a safety, they're probably not going to use a top 10 pick in the draft to take a safety as well. Even though they're, they're two different types of safeties, uh, I, I just don't think they do that. So if you want to see uh, him end up here in Philadelphia, Hamilton, take the Jets out of the mix, that would be a plus for you. And, oh, by the way, you know how much I like Marcus Williams. So if he ends up in the other green of the Jets, you won't hear Jody McDonald complain about it. Um, so I'd that's rather a guy- have Kyle Hamilton, though. I agree with your sentiment. If they sign Marcus Williams, they're not going to draft Kyle Hamilton. I'd rather have Kyle Hamilton. That's a Soapy's choice. I, Jody I, yeah, I like them both. Uh, yeah, I, I, I won't be bummed either way. Much like your Sophie choice you continued to describe last year with Devontae Smith. Yes, I was a big uh, Justin, Justin Fields Field. fan, but if you get uh, Devontae Smith, you're not going to hear any complaints from me. Uh, so the same thing for the Jets and safeties. Here's where you hear Jody Mack complain. I wanted either uh, Marcus Williams or Hassan Reddick. And sure enough, the Eagles del- delivered Hassan Reddick several hours after we finished up Birds 365. Here's what I don't want to hear today. Here's what I don't want to come on Birds 365 and talk about tomorrow. Eagles sign Zach Pascal. Thank you, no. I don't well, care. I'm going to say, Jody, you don't have to worry about that today. <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be a second probably third wave signing. Um, so you're not going to have to worry about okay. that today. You never say never. I mean, they might like the kid so much, they give him a one-year deal, they, they get it done, because he doesn't care. But it's not going to be. I, I remember this, Jody. The Eagles tried to trade for Calvin Ridley. You know, that's on the record. Um, they offered, um, they made an offer to Christian Kirk. I can't imagine it'll be anywhere near uh, what he ended up getting in Jacksonville. They realized they have to get significantly better. They do realize that. That's evident by their actions so far in that, you know, they went out and and, and tried to, to trade for a really good receiver. They made an offer for uh, a good receiver on the free agency market. Um, didn't work out so far. So you got to go down the list. You're already on plan C, um, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, there's been a lot of smoke about that. Now, Jimmy Kemsky, our friend, uh, wrote this morning, the Eagles are not in on Juju anymore, so I had not heard that. Um, If that's the case, you go farther down. Now, I've also heard Juju is more likely to go to Kansas City, I think was one of the teams, so maybe they knew they saw the landscape, so you you never know how something – like that shakes out. Um, but my larger point is they realize they have to get significantly better at that position. And if somebody like Zach Pascal comes in, that'll be because they haven't been able to do it in other avenues, uh, which is possible. Yeah, you know, there are, you're, you're going against 31 other teams. I mean, you know, Nobody knew Jacksonville was going to lose their minds and pay Christian Kirk like he's CM Punk. I, nobody, nobody, nobody saw that coming. Um, so, I, I mean, you can't, the last thing you want to do is blow your budget because some other team's acting like a, a nut job 
so I give the Eagles credit for discipline. It's probably not sexy. Fans don't want to hear that, but you don't want to blow up uh, and, and play. He's a good player, but he's not a great player. Then, you know, you can imagine the troubles you're going to have with Devontae Smith down the road because he's going to be better than Christian Kirk. And he's going to look at Christian Kirk in his own locker room. Um, yeah, so they've tried to get better. I mean, Ridley's a really good player, really good player. And they were on the verge of getting him. So they know they have to get better. Uh, here's the guy I want to see. And you're right about Zach Pascal. Very highly unlikely happens today. He's one of those guys. There's a natural evolution to free agent signings. Uh, the creme de la creme usually get picked off first. Every once in a while, you see a guy slide yeah, in there and go, yeah. hey, why did why they sign him? They got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Well, they did because they had a grade on him. They thought he was pretty good. He was willing to sign. They got to sign the deal that they wanted. They didn't have to overpay like a Christian Kirk. So you'll get some of those signings. We had some yesterday, and we'll get more again today. Um, but I hope Zach Pascal is not that guy for the Eagles today, tomorrow, next week, the week after. I just don't the, – the, the numbers say – I don't know. I can't even begin to comprehend the way Nick Sirianni talks so glowingly about him as to what he's seeing and I'm missing because it's not there on the page. The stats just say no. Well, you know, coaches, he does everything correctly. So, you know, and Nick's a big, you know, he'll go on one of his. Um, um, yeah, Pat, just, Patrick Mahomes doesn't do everything. Correctly. No, he doesn't. No, but guess what? He's the best quarterback in football. So yeah. I, I don't need to have a guy who does I got, everything. I, I told you. Tell I me got, about the guys who put up points after points after points after points on offense. I tell you all the time. I got freezing cold take for saying Patrick Mahomes had poor mechanics coming out of college. I to this day I tell the guy, okay, yeah, yeah. What did I say wrong? He still got poor mechanics. Doesn't matter. He makes doesn't it matter. I don't yeah, care about mechanics. Work. I care about results. But uh, I also. From a coach's perspective, if you do have a guy who lines up correctly and runs routes correctly, and you put him on the teaching tape, as Dave said, and you said, this is the way to do it. This is the way. And then you impart that knowledge to a, a player with significant talent. That's when somebody really explodes and becomes a superstar. And, you know, Devontae Smith is – has a chance to be that because he's such a, a, an advanced route runner for a young player. Still got a way to go. Devonte will tell you that sometimes he doesn't run routes at the right depth or he's not exactly where he's supposed to be. And that stuff matters at the NFL level. Um, and that's where Nick points out the coaching tape and he made a big D big thing. You remember, the 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 uh, the Giants game with with the two drops. You remember Nick made a big deal about uh, people went nuts because Devontae Smith was open, and Nick went through this exhaustive detail of Quez Watkins and Devontae Smith both ran poor routes on that particular where they're both supposed to be crossing, and he just broke it down. I've never seen in the modern era i've never seen a coach break something down so definitively and say um you know they're in the wrong spots the wrong depth the wrong and it screwed everything up and that's the kind of stuff he's talking about with zach pascal but he knows he's not 
Calvin Ridley. He knows he's not even Christian Kirk. He knows, and how he knows, the Eagles got to get better than that. I'll give you the guy once. And up until yesterday, he wasn't available. Now all of a sudden, he is available. And that's, uh, I'm circling back in my own mind to why the hell is Deshaun Watson meeting with the Cleveland Browns? The Browns got cap strapped. They decided to put their faith in someone who was playing on another team last year rather than their own guy. They're moving on from Jarvis Landry, who I get is a 30-year-old wide receiver. And usually you start to see drop-off in that 28-29 region. He's now in the 30. I still think he's a baller. I always have at a 100-year catch year. You just don't do that unless you've got talent and skills. Last year was the first year that he's ever been hurt in his career. He's played 15 or 16 games every year for the first seven years of his career. 16 games, 16 games, 16 games, 16 games, 16 games, 15. Oh, he missed one in uh, 2020. In this past year, he only played 12 out of 17. So his numbers are off. Why? Because he missed games. And, yeah, you get a little scared about a guy who plays at age 29 after he played that last year and for the first time misses games. He's a risk that I'm willing to take because he's a big play player. What the Eagles need is a big play player. If you believe Devontae is going to become that, having two of them would be phenomenal if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I know that uh, one of the reasons I was singing the praises of Son Reddick yesterday instead of a guy like Daniel Jones was because of youth. All right, well, you got youth with a splash on defense. How about taking a guy who's already put in a resume together on offense? I think Jarvis Landry would be a really good fit with the Eagles. I got any shot here, J-Mac? Um, I, I, I don't think um, – I think, number one, from a football perspective, I think you're right. I mean, I, I think that's a good player. That's a proven player, um, you know, can play in the slot. And as you met and we talked about with Dave earlier as well, you know, Quest Watkins is – probably best suited outside because of his speed. Um, so that would better fit sort of what you need uh, slot receiver. Then you can have Devontae and you can move guys around, but I'm just talking um, uh, the majority of the time, especially in key third down situations. I think it'd be a perfect fit from a, a football perspective but then you got to get into the money. You got to get into the age, which Eagles don't like. Obviously, they try to get uh, younger players. Um, and also, when you're on free agency, and the the brilliance of the Calvin Ridley trade was that it's a trade. You're trading for player. He's coming in. You got to battle with the other teams. I've talked about it at the wide receiver position for a long time now. When we we're talking back when we were talking about Mike Williams. Why would Mike Williams want to come to Philadelphia right now with the offense they run? Why would Jarvis Landry, a high-volume guy used to catching a ton of footballs, come to Philadelphia right now with the offense they run if he has other options? And I don't know. I haven't heard, and I'll try to check, who Jarvis is talking to because it's, you know, everything's so fluid. He just said we, we didn't know that he was going to be yeah. uh, released. He, so he just he got has... released. So – you know, it's, is there a high-volume passing team looking at him, wanting to bring him in? Well, he's probably going to like that situation better. Um, you know, the Eagles might then come in and say, we're going to overpay. You know, you couldn't overpay for Christian Kirk. Jacksonville didn't make that popular uh, possible. 
Um, so I like the player. Good player would be a significant, significant upgrade. And I still think he's still got as much football as he played. I don't, I don't even think he's 30 yet. I think he's no, turning 29 this year. Yeah. Um, he's played a ton of football. Um, yeah. I mean, but it, I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough to convince somebody like that to come here right now because of the offense the Eagles are playing. Yeah, they're going to have to do some salesmanship with these guys that, uh, listen, last year we ran the ball because we had to run the ball. If we get Jarvis Landry, we'll be a little bit more liberal at throwing the football. You will be the guy who will help us expand our play calling to include a little bit more throwing of the football. You think Howie Roseman can sell like that? Do you think that Nick Sirianni can sell like that if he gets on a phone with a kid and make him believe, oh, no, we're going to throw the football more next year because of you, and that's why we want you here in Philadelphia. A little ego stroking, maybe get a, a deal done with a guy like I'll tell you what will get the deal done. More money than the other team, and the Eagles aren't Now, wait a minute. You just told me it's about everything else, but it's no, fine, man. It's your no. wife is from the East Coast. It's, no, well, uh, no I'm saying, taxes. And by the, the way, you taxes. know, uh, Jarvis, uh, um, I I believe, and I, I he's an LSU guy, so I, um, I think he's from Louisiana. He might be from Florida, but he's a Southern guy. Um, he's and a he's Southern always guy been, been Southern. playing in Cleveland the last four years. So if you can put up with Cleveland, you can certainly put up with Philadelphia. No, but the point is, Jody, if you have an option, then that other stuff comes in. Now, how do you overcome that other stuff? Pay more money. That's what I'm saying. You could overcome the other stuff by paying more money, but that's not the Eagles MO, nor should it be. Uh, Jacksonville. I guarantee you, Kristen Kirk wasn't. Oh, let me go to Jacksonville. Uh, even with the nice state in taxes. Jacksonville, the weather's nice down there. No state tax. Yes, and and the Tampa had overpaid. Uh, Jacksonville had overpaid by that much. But it's a crappy organization. Everybody knows that they have a bad reputation. Again, not every everything is fluid. They're not standard. Everything is fluid with each individual player. And then each individual organization where Jacksonville is in their sort of uh, 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 stage of their franchise life is they got to overpay people to get there because they're looked at as a disaster right now. The Eagles are very disciplined for better or not. People call them cheap. They're not cheap. They paid for players they want, but they're very, very disciplined. That's all I'm trying to say. I hope they drop their discipline a little and get Jarvis Landry in here. That's the big deal I want to be able to talk about here tomorrow on Birds 365. You might go two for two, Jody. They need a receiver, and they're getting plucked off the boards. He is John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonough. We're going to come back, put a bow on the show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Magamac guys, final sag on a Tuesday get together. We'll be back here again tomorrow when Contracts become official. It is. I I love poking fun at uh, legalized tampering and, and the whole notion of it that is so it's turning. Kevin Seifert, I, I sent you Arnie Stapleton. Yeah, everybody. It, the NFL's never called it legal tampering. I don't know who started it, but uh, it certainly whoever, wasn't the NFL. whoever started it. The NFL hasn't shot it down enough for my liking, so I am going to continue to make fun of it. But yes, everything can become official. You can go to paper tomorrow and guys get locked in. And that's when some of the details, as you correctly pointed out, John, all the details that are out there now are leaked by agents. Teams aren't going to do that. They don't want to do that. They don't need to do that. So they don't bother doing that. Oh, agents want to put it out and put the best spin on it. So it looks good for potential future clients. But we'll get more details when the deals actually start to get signed, which can't be till tomorrow. But we've got 24 more hours of fun and shopping to go on out there. A lot of the top uh, shelf items have already been plucked. So now are you dropping down a couple of shelves? We're certainly not to the bargain basement just yet. I, I We certainly care about the Eagles more than anything else. But just the overall league in general, you still think there are uh, some, some big names to go out there? Will that fall? Or are we going to get to a point where a guy says, no, I'm holding my line. I'm not taking less. At some point, you got to react because teams' caps start to shrink. Are we going to have another uh, good day? I think I saw one place say uh, 33 out of the top uh, 100 guys went off the board. 
Yeah, one. there's still plenty of guys out there, plenty of big name guys. You know, we talk about safety because Philadelphia, a lot of guys went, but the top guy out of all, Marcus Williams, is still out there. I don't think, I think he's going to be too expensive for the Eagles, but um, we shall see. I think he might end up with Jody's Jets, um, although I'd rather draft Kyle Hamilton than overpay for Marcus Williams, but that's me. Um, yeah, I mean, there's still Chandler Jones was a guy we put. I mean, there is a big name player, aging player. You just mentioned Jarvis Landry. There's guys coming on. Michael Pierce got cut. Uh, big nose tackle. You know, guys are going to get cut. Still, there are teams that, you know, have been finagling trying to trade players, and now they'll have to cut them because everybody's got to be under the cap, the top 51 rule by uh, the start of the new league year on March 16th. It's just begun, Jody. Waves and waves. And a couple corners came off the board yesterday where so many Eagles need another corner as well. Maybe the return of Steven Nelson. Yeah, he, Steve will be a second wave guy. Last year's a third wave guy. He'll be a second wave guy. He's going to end up being my uh, uh, Greg Ward this year. Steven Nelson, if he's back we'll, with We'll the... get that news, too, that Greg Ward hasn't been tendered. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that one's a... No shot, no chance, no shot, no way. No shot for Boston and Scott. Nate Herbig, interesting, though. You know, they might have to tender him, but the Eagles are so deep. I mean, people forget Isaac Sayamalo. I'm glad Dave talked about it, you know, because he was injured and out for so long yeah. last year. I mean, he's a starter. Herbig's an unquestioned backup next year for me. Yeah, yeah. and Jack Driscoll's ahead of him as well. Talk about he's like, uh, the Zach Pascal of the offensive line for Nick Sirianni. He loves him. Loves Jack Driscoll. Um, so I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want to pay your fourth guard two point four million dollars? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you can do that if you're the Eagles. So it's going to be interesting. Here's what comes down to me. And uh, as a matter of fact, we have a quickie. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap this up here. Um, Another example in town, Odubel Herrera, the Phillies brought him back yesterday. They brought him back for less. They actually played the game well. They could have kept him. They could have extended his contract. Nope, they cut him. They paid him walking away money. But then they got him to come back for significantly less, so they played the game correctly. We'll see what the Eagles do. If it's 2.4 and you're going to have to pay $2 million to get him back anyway, then you're just making a call. Do you want Nate Herbert or you don't? Either you want him. If you want him, pay the two point four. If not, don't don't be frittering around to save three hundred thousand dollars. You got to pay two point one to bring him back afterwards. Either make a call or don't make a call. Either you want the kid, or you don't want the kid, and move on from it. We'll see you today. That's something we will uh, certainly be able to talk about tomorrow. We're on Birds three sixty five. J Mac, I'm in. How about you? I'm in twenty two hours. Two and two. I stole it from you. See you back here. And like, share, subscribe before Xander cuts us off. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. 
That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 